the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show. I'm so thankful to be here today. And today the, the topic is to speak from the heart, and we do need to be doing that. Um, it's really important that we do that. And so... Sometimes that's not easy, is it? Because you have to be vulnerable to speak from the heart because you have to ex- you have to expose yourself a little bit. So I want to do that today. Uh, you know, I'm on secular radio on uh, country and I'm also on and have been on the longest with Salem Communications. And our show is on many different stations, which is really an honor and a blessing and a responsibility. We are on K-Praise in San Diego, so thank you very much, San Diegans, for listening. Thank you so much, Venturians, for listening on The Word 98.3. Thank you so much for KKLA, which is where the studio is, where I'm sitting here. I have two producers today. I'm just so blessed to have two producers today. Um, And then we go, let's see, where else am I? I'm um, up north. And I think I already said 105 country. And so I just welcome all of you to be part of the show. The show has been on for 13 and then some years. And uh, so a little bit about me, if you don't know, if you're new, if you're if you're old, I'm sorry, this might be a repeat. But for those that are new to the Sue Free Show and, and maybe to the station, I just want to give you a little bit of background, which uh, just I'm hoping that, you know, the Sue Free Show is about the pursuit of passion, purpose and connection. So um, I am in the pursuit of purpose. I'm always in the pursuit of purpose because that's what God created me to do and to be, and it is also what God has created you to do. And this show isn't about me, but my goal today is to connect with you on maybe a different level. I want to connect with you from my heart. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to understand where people come from in order to know where they come up with what they're talking about. And you can connect sometimes because you find um, a similarity, um, something that you have in common. It's just really important, whether it's in sales or it's just in relationships. Relationships is connectivity. You have to connect with people. And it's much better and much stronger if you can connect on a heart level, not just a head level, because it's nice to be with people that can understand what you're thinking. But how about what you're feeling? I think that's equally, if not more important. And Um, This show has not been written. I don't have bullet points. All I'm doing is basically just speaking from my heart to yours. And I'm hoping that that with that, you you understand a little bit more of why I am here and uh, what my purpose is as far as connecting with you. A little background of me is, you know, I'm in my 60s. I am a grandmother. I have two and one. The due date is today for my daughter to have my first grandson. So I'm waiting on the alert because I have been privileged and blessed even during COVID to be able to be in the delivery room with daddy, mommy and nurse or doctor and me. And uh, a lot of mommies can't say that, that they have that benefit of being in that room. And it's a very special, beyond special, like the biggest privilege of all to be in that room. Um, experiencing uh, emotionally, 
hopefully strengthening and and giving encouragement because God gave me that gift of being an encourager and an inspirer. And so in that room, I'm loving beyond love because that's my daughter who came from me. And uh, she's the one that's heard my heartbeat from the inside out, along with my son, Tyson. And I just texted that to her just yesterday saying that her children are, are so blessed to have her as their mommy and that they are hearing her heartbeat from the inside out. And it's a very special thing. And, you know, I don't know what else to say there. It's just a love that just exceeds any other love is, I think, that a mother's love. So with that being said, you know a little bit about me on that regard. Um, I love my family. I love my children. And now my grandkids are just like the best of the best. <laughs> they just are. They just bring joy, so much joy into my, my life. Uh, I also own a business. Been own, I've owned a business for 23 years. We hit the top 100. The company name is Ecola Termite Pest Control Services. If you would have told me when I was in high school that I was going to end up being the termite lady, I would have said, you're crazy. Um, you know, I was in fashion, not bugs. And I ended up, you know, blooming where I was planted and I was planted in the bug business. And so it's been very good to me, for me. And 80 employees and seven offices and continuing to grow, needing more employees. If you're interested in a new career, we'd love to talk with you. TermiteLady.com. With that being said, I also am a competitive dancer. I've been dancing. Um, my mother was an Arthur Murray dance instructor before I came on this earth. But um, she could do the splits. I think she was 45, and I did a, a challenge with her. And she ended up doing the splits, and she was better at it than me at the time. And I was a gymnast. And I just remember that day because I was in shock that my mom could do that. Um, and I just thought it was amazing that she could do that. And so at 60, whatever I am now, I can still do the splits. And with that being said, I will tell you that I, I had a horse accident. And my dream when I was a kid, my parents couldn't, couldn't afford to get me a horse, nor send me to camp. Another story, that's when I received the Lord. But the horse thing was something, a dream of mine that I just really wanted to have a horse because I think down deep, I am a country girl. And I love the country. And so I love country music, and I think country music is so close to God music. Um, I listen to one of two types of music normally, and one is Christian. That's my first choice is Christian music, which that's why I'm on this show, and that's why um, people understand my beliefs and everything, and that it goes along with um, my heart. And I wouldn't be where I, where I am now if, if it wasn't for my Heavenly Father seeing me through my trials and tribulations. Why do I tell you that? Is because you're probably going through trials and tribulations or you're on the high of life, okay? There are those wonderful moments like being a grandmother or seeing your children get married or graduating from school and those high moments. And then there's the low moments, those times when you just don't know if you're going to be able to get up the next day. You don't know if you're going to make it through another moment. And it's those times that really kind of express or explain who you are and what you're made of and who you go for, for your resources. So for me, I go for my, my resource, and my first is my Heavenly Father. I go to Him in the morning, I pray, Lord, just, just see me through this day, help me, guide me through this day, help me be a blessing to those I come in contact with, help me to have people smile when I walk in the room, not smile when I leave the room. And you, those of you might be giggling right now, but you know people that are like that, right, where you, you're, you're happier when they leave than when they show up. And I just want to be the type of person that people are thankful when I walk in the room, that I help them and I, and, I, and I want them to feel better because I entered. And so if that's not happening all the time, I want to do whatever I can to fix that. I had a staff meeting this morning because we have a lot of things going on in our work right now. It's, it's a very volatile environment 
uh, in the business world right now between politics, the world economy, everything that's going on in the business world. Um, you know, our company is is worth some money and it's doing really well. But with that comes challenges. You know, it's growing pains. It's looking at our systems and making sure that they are uh, on track or, you know, opportunity for improvement. You know, every problem is what? It's an opportunity for improvement. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I would love for you to go to my website. I just had it updated today, actually. Um, there's a career page on there because I really am looking for quality people to come join our party, to join our team. Um, we're an excellent company, but, you know, in excellence, striving for excellence, you're striving for excellence because do we ever arrive? I don't believe so. You know, people that grade themselves and they give themselves the highest grade, I would never, ever give myself the highest grade. Even though I feel like I'm pretty good in, in areas, I would never give myself, if it's one to five, a five. I would say four, maybe point eight. But I would never give myself a five because I believe there's always room for improvement. How about you? Um, where do you feel you are in life, in your relationships? Test, test the waters, okay? Look at your relationship. Look at where you are in all the areas, spiritual, emotional, physical, financial. Look where you are in your relationships and see where the improvement needs to come. I have one area right now that needs total focus, but there's other things taking my eyes and my heart away from that focus, because if I don't take care of this, a lot of other things will be affected. So I have to focus on those things first. It doesn't mean I don't see what I need to do. It just means that priority, prioritizing and making sure that those that are that you're responsible for, those that are looking to you for guidance or um, whatever, that you are there to uh, support them, serve them. And be a good steward with what God has given you. So there's a lot going into all I'm saying right now, and um, I am rambling a little bit, but I think that what I'm saying is from my heart. And I just want you to know that I want you to get in touch with your heart. Uh, the competitive dancing thing, I didn't really go into too, de- too much detail other than my mother could do the splits at an older age, and it surprised me. But I've been um, a competitive dancer since um, I I won a car, and some of you that are listening probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but American Bandstand with Dick Clark. I won a car on American Bandstand. There is one annual meeting, uh uh-oh, that happens every single year, and uh, I won in 1978 a car along with my partner. It's a partner competition. Sorry, I forgot to put my my phone on mute, um, and I'm getting a call. So Luckily, my engineer producer here is trying to figure it out, and hopefully we still stay on um, live. So um, he remembered to do that last week, <laughs> and I was surprised, remember? Anyway, so I won a car on American Bandstand. Then I, then I met this man, fell madly in love, and started having babies. So I took 20 years off dancing. Now, that was my, my priority was my children, my marriage, um, and I was working at, a, at another company learning and didn't even know why until 23 years ago that um, I was being prepared to own my own company, Termite Pest Control Company. And so for 20 years before that, I was operations manager for another company. Oh, I'm going to breathe for a second. And so I took 20 years off of dancing. And uh, I wouldn't have done it any different way. But when my my son was uh, graduating in 2000 and my daughter was entering high school, uh, my son had a, a driver's license so he could drive my daughter to school in high school. And so I felt that they didn't need me as much 
Uh, maybe that was a wrong thought, but I, they didn't need me as much. And so I decided that it was time for me to have a little physical time with getting back into dancing. The dancing that I did back then was uh, New York Hustle. Some of you will know what that is. Some of you won't. It's becoming a, a thing again. It, it kind of dropped off the after Saturday Night Fever. It kind of dropped off, but um, it's coming back again. But I got into the country world, which I knew nothing about. I learned two-step. I learned line dancing. I learned uh, cha-cha uh, nine, nightclub two-step and a whole lot more. And there's probably eight dances. And then later on in life, I learned Argentine tango and a couple of other dances. And why I say all that is, is that I was talking about the horse dream and that I had a dream to have my own horse. And I ended up getting a horse and that horse threw me off and shattered my leg. Now, dancing was a very important and is a very important part of my life. Now, it might not seem like that for a lot of people. It's just a way to meet a girl or meet a guy and, you know, the bar scene. But that is not my scene. My scene is dancing and performing and getting better at my dancing. And it's something I want to do till I'm 100 years old. And I believe it can happen till I'm 100 because I'm going to live till I'm 107. That's my goal. Anyway, with that being said, I had this accident and it came out of nowhere. I got thrown and I thought I had and I had I had live I was doing live Sue Freeze shows at that time, Saturdays. Um, I had to come into the studio on Saturday and do live shows where people could call in and ask me questions, and it was a whole different deal. Anyway, that day, it was about 10 o'clock. It was the day before Father's Day on a Saturday, and my show was on Saturday, and I thought I, felt I, I was thrown off the horse, and I thought I dislocated my knee. So I really thought that they could just click my knee back in, and I could get my, my radio stuff. I had called my daughter, said, bring my radio stuff to the hospital because I need to get to the show. And I, I must have been in shock or something because I didn't feel the pain so much for a long time. I think adrenaline, whatever your body does to protect you from pain, that's what it was doing. Anyway, so I just kept telling the doctor, telling the nurse, look, I got a radio show to do. I just need to get out of here. Can you just click my knee back in, and I'm on my way. Well, it was a lot more serious than that to where I found out after I got shipped from the local hospital to the hospital where I have medical insurance that I had shattered my leg, fibia, tibia, and all the other things in there. I've got x-rays to show that my leg was in a million pieces. And the doctor surgeon came in and started talking to me about what needed to happen. And then it was Saturday night and Sunday was Father's Day. So they had minimal staff and didn't have another surgeon and they needed two surgeons to go into my leg. And this is before they knew that I had damage to my knee. It was just my leg they were trying to put together again. I ended up at the end of that with a, a metal plate and 10 pins in my leg. And they told me that the worst that could happen is I could end up waking up with a club foot and not being able to walk. That's what I went into the surgery knowing that that was a possibility that I would never dance. I would never walk. And I have to tell you, that was a very emotional time. <laughs> Look at I'm not over it yet. So with that being said, God is merciful. God is a miracle. God put the proper surgeon in the proper place. He said, do you know another surgeon? I need another two hands, surgeon hands in my leg. Do you know somebody? And just by coincidence, not. My daughter had um, studied abroad in Italy, and my knee was bothering me before this because I had a snow ski accident. I was a pretty good snow skier, water skier, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I had gone in before going to Italy because I knew she was going to want to walk everywhere because that's what they do in Italy. And so I, I asked for a cortisone or whatever you call it shot in my knee so that I could endure all the walking. Well, the doctor that did that, her name was Dr. Swarm, and it was a female doctor, so we hit it off, of course, but also her last name is Swarm, which I remembered because termites do what? They swarm. So I remembered her name because I thought it was funny 
that her name was Swarm, and I'm in the termite business. And so he says, do you know another surgeon that could come in on a Sunday on Father's Day and do this? And he came back in after I told him the name of this other doctor, Dr. Swarm, God bless you, um, that she, without hesitation, he goes, I don't know what you did with this doctor, but without hesitation, she said, yes, I'll be there. And I went, thank you, God, you know, it's just so good to be kind, isn't it, to people and to connect with people on that level, because you never know, do you? You never know, and that's not why I do it, but it's sure been a good thing for me, and I, I think all of us could learn from that. It's like, you know, kindness goes a long way. Um, so the surgeon said, um, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and whatever, and this is the night before, and I, I did have some some numbing medication in me, morphine or whatever you call it. I, you know, I was kind of a little bit like not in pain. Um, But he says, um, so we're going to do this, going to do this. The good news is, is that there was a lady that was in front of you and, but her parts didn't come in and I have your parts in. So the good news is, is that I can put you before her. So you're going to be first thing in the morning. And I went, that's great. And I said to him, I said, look, you have to understand I might be this old, but I'm not old. I'm very young, and I have a lot to do, and I still have a lot I want to do. I'm not your normal person, and I just want to make sure that you are the best person for this job. I want to make sure that you're the best surgeon to take care of my leg because I, I just cannot just walk. I want to dance. I want to ski. I want to do everything that I'm used to doing. And he says, wow, you're a high achiever. And I just laughed at that. I laughed at that. And I said, duh. What's your first clue? You know, of course. And he looks at me with the biggest smile, and we connected at that moment. He goes, I am the best. And I said, let's get going. And that's my story. And I just want to do some background because I want you to understand who I am. So horsing, you know, being in the horse world, I now, this is 11, this was in 2011 this happened, okay? You know what year we're in now because this show is going to play for I don't know how long, so I'm not going to give any time limit on this. But it's years and years later that I'm on this radio show and I'm telling you, I just purchased another horse. People, some people think I'm crazy. They do. And here's the message. I'm getting back up. I'm getting back on, but I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to do what I need to do in order to not get hurt as much as possible. So how do you do that? You get the knowledge, you do the practice, you learn what you need to learn, you know, because we don't know what we don't know. Do we, there's another golden nugget for you. I find out that the more I learn about horses and business, the more I realize I don't know. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just being humbled by this. And there's nothing wrong with being humble. In fact, it's a very good thing, especially in leadership. I'm teachable and I'm humble because I think those are two qualities that are really important when you are leading other people because other people um, make mistakes. And if they feel like you're invincible and that you don't make any mistakes, it's going to be very difficult for them to come forward and say, I made a mistake. So I think it's important that we open that door and allow people to be human and to make mistakes. So from my heart, I'm going to say that the reason I have a personal relationship with my Heavenly Father, because I have secular and I have Christians listening to this show right now, I'm going to say that, you know, in the Bible, it talks about to have the word. If somebody asks you why, why do you believe? You know, why? I'm just going to tell you that I've been through a lot, and I'm going to give you a little bit of those lists just so that you can connect to me on some level. I've had an abortion. I'm not proud of it, but I've been forgiven for it, and I've forgiven myself for it. And someday in heaven, I will see that baby again. That's number one. And that has served me and served people because now I can relate to people on a different level. And now I'm involved with a, uh, a, 
um, nonprofits called Project Cuddles, which is helping mothers that are in a situation that they don't know what to do and uh, hopefully keeping those babies from ending up in a trash can somewhere or somewhere somewhere else. Um, I, I'm part of that now, and I feel very honored to be asked to be part of that. I also have a ministry house that's also helping moms with children because I think it's so important that they have a place to go when things are not safe where they are. So those are things that have that are in place now because of where I've been and what I've been through personally. And the only way I would be able to get through those, I've been sexually molested, I've been raped. These things I'm not saying to, for you to feel sorry because don't feel sorry for me. I am who I am and I'm proud of who I am and I feel good about who I am because of the things I've been through. God's seen me through these things so that I can talk to you on a level where you say, well, what would you know? You look like you got it all together. You look like you have no problems in the world. I have lots of problems. I have lots of things that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. But I can tell you that my, my Heavenly Father, He is there for me every day, every minute. He does not sleep. And no matter what time I'm needing to talk to Him, He's listening. And He hears my word before I speak it. He knows every hair on my head from my mother's womb, as He does you. And so when you, if you, want to understand who he is and you you know you just you're in a place where you just don't know what to do i can tell you that if you ask him into your heart he will be there for you he does he gave us freedom of choice he gave you freedom of choice to choose him he's not going to snatch you up because he doesn't make us robots you're just not a robot you have feelings you were created specifically specially you're beautifully and wonderfully made And it's important that you know all this so that you can move forward into your purpose on this earth. And understand that what you are passionate about, don't let that passion get snuffed out. There's so many times that uh, there's been people in my life, there's been occasions or circumstances that has caused me to wonder if where I was going and what I was doing was what I was supposed to do. And sometimes in those pressured moments, it's when we push our we don't second guess ourselves and we push ourselves through those things is where we get the true understanding of who God is and who we are in him so i'm hoping this has helped you and i really wanted to get i wanted you to get to know me so that hopefully we can connect i love country music Um, The second part of this is going to talk about God's country, the role of Christianity in country music, because I think it's important that we understand this. Uh, On my drive in here, there was a song playing. It was Country 105, and it was The Road Less Traveled, or or Not As Chosen. Shoot, I I said, don't forget the title of this, and I'm forgetting that. So The Road Less Traveled, I think, is what it was, and um, it was a song I'd never heard before. But we are called as Christians to be uncommon. We're not supposed to follow the group. We're not. We're supposed to set the example. We're supposed to be the person that people are looking at and saying, I, I want what they have or I want to be more like that person because we are shedding the love of Christ, not the judgment. It's not judgment. It's love. And we need to love people first because people will accept what we have to offer more if they understand that we are wanting, seeking to understand them. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And my, my bookkeeper, who's been working with me for 22 years now, I said, Kim, what is my, most, my worst negative? What is my negative? And do you know what she said to me? She said, Sue, sometimes you just you care too much. And I had to think about that for a second. And I thought to myself, and I said, you know what? I could go to my grave and have that on my tombstone and be very, very okay with that. 
I could be okay saying, Sue Freeze, she cared too much. Um, I'd be all right with that. How about you? Where are you? What do you stand for? What are you about? Be a blessing to someone each and every day. And we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. Hey there, cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS termitelady.com What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. You've been sponsoring the show for a very long time, and I'm very grateful for that. If you want to sponsor this show, please contact me by going to termitelady.com. And uh, we can connect there or go to suefreeze.com and connect with me on the uh, website there. Whew. That being said, um, we, E. Cola is hiring. We need people in every office, and that covers from San Diego, Anaheim, Oxnard, Mission Hills in San Fernando Valley, um, Marino Valley, Murrieta, and Orchid, like is Santa Maria, which is up by San Luis Obispo. We service all the way up to Los Osos, San Luis Obispo. Um, we would love to talk with you. So there is certification. There's there's tests you have to take, certification qualifications that you will have to go through. But we will walk you through that. This is what I need from you. Clean driving record if you're going to be out in the field driving one of my trucks. And also I need a great attitude, not just a good attitude. I need a great attitude. Leave your bad hair day at home. You know, leave your issues at home and come to work with that smile, with that ready-to-work attitude, and we can train the rest of it. But we cannot change your attitude. Um, giving you a purpose sometimes does change the attitude, and maybe you just need a place to figure out what you're going to do. And um, you don't need a college education to come work for us, but I tell you, you can get college pay um, by working with us. So it's a dirty job. 
you get dirty. You have to crawl in attics and you might see a dead rat. You have to crawl underneath a house and you might come across a black widow spider. And you have to wear a respirator because we want to make sure you're safe. You get a uniform so you don't have to do your own laundry. You get to use ours. There's a lot of goods and bads. I mean, the bads are, if you can handle it, that's fine. Um, there's a lot of people that love. When I say, what do you love about working at a coal? We love the customers that come because of, um, you know, stations like this. We get great customers that are like-minded. We get people that just, they have a problem and we have the solution. That feels really good, doesn't it? To, ha- to be able to, to solve the problems that are happening. And people, your, your most expensive investment is normally your home. And we help protect your home. But not only your home, as we protect uh, your children, we protect your pets, we protect the environment, your neighbors. So we should be a status symbol. E. coli should be a status symbol. Why? Because we don't always have to use chemicals. We have alternative treatments, mother-approved products that we can use instead of. I wrote a book, Learning to Breathe. It's about my journey with my son, who's now in his 40s. And uh, he works with me. He's, he's a key player. He does inspections. He does quality controls. He orders the, the products that we use. He trains people. He, he does a lot along with uh, Daniel, who's, who, man, he handles so many things for us. Whew. We're, we're getting into military situations. We're getting into a lot of different arenas and multi-unit complexes, large commercial buildings, churches. During COVID, when it used to be that we could never service a church because it was filled with people, then all of a sudden COVID happened and all of a sudden, look, we have, we have buildings that we can take care of these problems that normally we can't because COVID hit and we couldn't go into the buildings. So we pivoted, which we we're good at, and we pivoted and said, what can we do now? And what we could do now is take care of the things we couldn't take, of, take care of when everybody was so busy doing their normal busy days. So all of that to be said is we would love to talk to you if you want to talk to us. If any of that sounds exciting, I would love to um, be able to talk to you. So um, moving right along. Sue Free Show. The Sue Free Show is the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Um, you know, the radio show has been on for 13 and a half years. It goes all up and down the state and on the internet. It goes all over the world. I have people in Europe listening to us. And it's just wonderful to hear um, you know, what they're, they're saying. Um, they connect with me and they'll tell me something and they, they can um, individually comment and email me. And I only, I'm the only one that reads those. So you can connect with me there. Also, we've changed the website to where there is the IMs. And I've, I've reached out to people about IMs because IMs have changed my life. Because I had people speaking into my life that were less than uh, favoring my purpose on this earth. And they, there's some people in your life that maybe don't want you to to succeed or make a significant difference. It's hard to even believe there would be people like that. But they might not be doing it intentionally. It might be unintentionally. Either way, we can excuse that or we can just say, I'm not going to receive those words because those receives, those words are not, not what God would say about me. How do you know what God says about you? The I am's. Go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and right in the front, it'll have the I am's that you can print and read daily. I suggest reading a morning and night because as you do that, what you're doing is you're transforming your mind. You're, what, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It means that you're changing the recordings that you have in your head, the things that you're saying to yourself or that you're listening to other people say. And by listening to what God says, for instance, I am victorious. Do you always feel victorious? I can tell you right now. I don't feel victorious in this moment, but I know that by me saying that, that my mind is hearing that I'm saying I'm victorious, and sooner it's going gonna, it's gonna to believe that I am victorious, even though it doesn't feel like it at this moment. 
I'm an ambassador to Christ. This is what God says about us. That you are forgiven. Do you feel forgiven? Keep saying it. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Do you know that in my life, that it was easier for me to forgive others than it was for me to forgive myself? That I felt unworthy to receive love, to receive attention. I felt unworthy because of things that had happened or that I had chosen to do. And it wasn't until I understand this gift called forgiveness, which sounds like it's difficult. But when you realize that you're holding yourself prisoner, you're not hurting the other person that you're not forgiving. Just if you hear nothing else from this this time, hear this, is that you need to focus for your own good. You need to focus on those that you have not forgiven because it causes bitterness. It's a root of bitterness that gets into your system. And as this happens, what happens is, is that you become bitter. And when you become bitter, it's ugly. It's ugly. And it's doing nothing but making you ill. Your body doesn't work well when it's bitter. You know, you have to have the fullness of life. You need to look for the beauty in every moment. You have to be thankful in all things. You don't have to, okay? I'm saying that because I have to. I have to do this in order for me to progress and to be able to speak on this radio. I have to be disciplined in what I'm willing to receive in my ears, in my mouth, in my lungs, in my heart. I have to be diligent and I have to guard, put the full armor of God on. We have to be careful about where we put our time, our energy, spend our money, all of those things. We have to be diligent and careful because our future is dependent upon it. I am very blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure. And, and as I go forward, there is attack. There's a feeling of unvictory or non-victory or whatever you want to call it on my life that I am refusing to accept because it's not truth. The truth is I'm victorious in Jesus name. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but I know that I'm going to, with God's help, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to not only survive, but I'm going to thrive. And God makes messages out of our messes. So no matter where you've been, what you've been, what you've done, that's in the past. Realize that it's in your past and your future is in front of you, not behind you. That's why I heard someone say this. Your rearview mirror is a lot smaller than your windshield. When you're driving, right? Your rear view mirror is a lot smaller. Why? Because we do need to check back for a second. But our focus needs to be where? In front of us. In front of us. So understand that you need to be focused in front of you. You can look back. The look back is to in remembrance and in learning. That's when you look back is to learn from it. It's a glance. Learn from it. Keep going forward. And remember this, you only have right now. So don't put off things that you think you have tomorrow when you might not. Don't put off. So if you're thinking, gosh, I really need to do that. Can you say right now? Gosh, I really need to do that right now. That was good. Thank you, Lord. I never said that before, and I don't know where that came from. Well, I do know where it came from. But I need to do that right now. There's no time better than right now to take care of whatever it is you need to take care of. Okay, so just understand that, that you need to pay attention to the thoughts that are going through your mind. Hold them captive. 
Watch What You Speak. I spoke a couple weeks ago about the power of our words, and I think I spent four shows on the power of our words. Why? Because I had a battle that I was fighting a while ago, and it wasn't until I learned this lesson that I have to watch my, my mouth. You know, our tongue is a two-edged sword and the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. Now, our tongue is speaking out loud, and the devil can only hear our thoughts that we speak out loud. Do you know that? He can't hear our thoughts, but we hear our thoughts. So even though we don't give devil credence to on those, act, those action things, our mind, we need to transform, be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by changing what we're saying to ourselves, what we're speaking out of our mouths. And this was a while ago. So go back, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go back and listen to podcasts. And it's by subject matter. Sometimes I have guests on here by guest, by date. Uh, 13 years of it. Okay. So 13 years of shows. Um, there's a wealth of knowledge there. Um, life lessons that Sue Freeze has learned and is still learning. Sometimes lessons they get taught and we learn, but we only learn this much out of something that needs to have a lot more learning or um, action. Because things only work. When, not, it's not when you learn it. It's when you do it. Just do it, says Nike. Right? So you can learn it, but if you don't do it, then you're no better off. In fact, you kind of beat yourself up because you know better and you do it anyway, right? You're listening to the Sue Free Show on KKLA. That's the flagship station, but we go uh, a lot further than that. So um, thank you to everyone listening from Orange County, San Diego, Ventura, Santa Maria, um, Inland Empire. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for uh, hopefully sharing this show with other people, putting those little stars on if you can or those likes or following along. I'd like to have more likes. I'd like to have more followers. Um, that helps get the word out. This is a, a labor of love. This isn't something that I'm paid to do. This is something that I'm doing out of the out of my heart because I feel God's led me to this place. For how long? I don't know. It's in God's hands. I don't know how long. I don't know I don't know where he's going at this moment. Uh, I believe that he's got something very big planned, and this is preparation. That's what I believe. I believe this is preparation. I've written three books. I'm on number four. Um, I want to be more on stage, keynote speaking, because I feel like I have a message and I want to get it out. And you'd think that radio would be the best, and then social media on YouTube and uh, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn also because I share them in LinkedIn. Uh, that that would be a great platform. But I just feel like there's so many people that, number one, need to know about termite, uh, E. coli termite pest control that don't know in Southern California. And also about the Lord, which is number one. I should have put that first. The Lord first, E. coli second, and the Sufri show third. Um, and just because God's placed me in this position to be able to talk to you right now, and I just really um, hope that you... Get the message and not just hear it, but that you act upon it. It's so important that we act upon things and not, oh, I need to do that, but I need to do it now. Um, that was really good. So God's country, the role of Christianity in country music. 
In Psalm 98.4, we are called to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to praise our Heavenly Father for the blessings He has given us. I would contend that if embedded in our hearts, this idea of a joyful noise should logically flow forth from us into our creative and musical works. One such example of this is the presence of Christian themes or lyrics that have made their way into secular music, especially country music. That is so true. I was just talking to my assistant, and she's the one that brought this up. I said, country is is so close to Christian music. And she says, you know, I just realized that. I didn't realize that before I met you, Sue. Uh, But I'm realizing now, as I listen to country music, there's a lot of God in country music. And there so is. And it's very touching. And it's another way of of letting the Lord get in there. And... um, The mention of Christianity and Christian themes in these songs should be a genuine reflection of of Christ with the expected effect of furthering the kingdom of God, whether that be a recollection to the listener or their faith and thus a deeper devotion to God or perhaps even a salvation through a sparked curiosity driven from the lyric. There's genuine and intentional implementation of Christian themes should be the most effective way to get these positive results. However, this is tough to do while still remaining as we are. One such example of these genuine artists is Cody Johnson, hailing from East Texas. Cody grew up in the faith and expresses it in many of his songs, such as By Your Grace and I Can't Even Walk Without You Holding My Hand. In addition to these gospel-centered songs, he also produces more secular music, but regardless, he holds his faith close to him wherever he goes. Through his example, he has inspired many and has grown the kingdom of God. If the mention of Christ is not genuine, there is a risk of perceived pondering to the audience. Should the audience feel pandered to, they have the potential to not put importance on the name of Christ being spoken, but see it purely as a cultural trope without any personal conviction. Hearing Jesus in secular music may seem off-putting at first, but the further you look into the history of tradition of the songs, the more you will discover about the use and reasoning for such religious references. These references have been shown to be multifaceted in meaning, whether pointing the audience to deeper faith, simply mentioning a reference to pander to the audience and hand, or displaying a change in the artist's own spiritual journey. So next time you find yourself listening to music, especially country, and you hear a Jesus take the wheel moment, recall the traditions of the genre and dive into the implications it may have for the kingdom of God. Let such reflections reproduce in you a renewed appreciation for your faith and a delight in your ability to produce a joyful noise. Jesus take the wheel. You know, there's so many times I reference that because sometimes I feel like I've got this and I can do this. And then I realized that Jesus can do a much better job. And sometimes in my anxiousness, I have to just take a deep breath, which I have to remind myself to breathe a lot of times. I know that sounds silly, but it's true. Breathe, Sue, breathe. I say that a lot to myself. But I found that sometimes that when I take a breath and I sit back and I, I always feel like I have to do. I'm a do-it person, so I always feel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you, do you feel that way too? I feel like I need to do something. I need to fix it. I need to do it. And sometimes the Lord's just saying, be still and know. When I had my accident and I had six months in a wheelchair, I have to tell you that that time was horrendous but a big blessing 
because I had to ask for help, which I was not, that was not easy for me to do. I could do it myself. I always had that attitude. And my leg had to be propped up and I couldn't, like um, when I had my walker, I couldn't have a cup of coffee unless I had a special handle that went over the metal bar. I had to figure out a way to take my coffee with me when I moved from one room to the other. And I always had to have my tea because I drink this special tea and it's one reason why I feel healthy all the time and I'm still drinking that tea. But there were people that say, why do you need to always drink your tea or why do you need so many pillows or, you know, why? And I'm like, really? Um, I just asked if you could help me move from this place to this place. And, you know, so so those things were happening. But during that time, I just felt like the Lord was making me sit and be quiet because I didn't have anything else I could do but sit and be quiet. And sometimes I think if this if this resonates with you, sometimes when we just sit back and we think we need to get this done and we need to do it, that sometimes when we do nothing, things happen. Because it's not always us, right? So when, when that song came out and I, it, it goes into my head a lot, Jesus, take the wheel, because he can do a better job than I could ever do. Uh, it's a reminder to me. And that's a, that's a, a, a country song that it, it's one of those songs that really sit well. Um, Carrie Underwood recently won a Grammy for her song about baptism and keeping the faith, something in the water. Now, those that don't know understand all of that, that's okay, but maybe this will intrigue you to get curious enough to, to learn more about it. But solidifying country music's relationship with Christianity even more, Underwood often sings about her faith. Her debut single was Jesus Take the Wheel, which was another huge hit with audiences. She is a prime example of a country music star that rose from humble beginnings to fame, albeit through American Idol, but has kept her morals about her. She often cites her religion and devotion in God in her interviews and on songs. But why are country music and Christianity so tied together? I think it is because of the genre's connection to the South, which is the Bible Belt of America, an area where religion is deeply ingrained in many aspects of life. Country music markets itself as being the music of the people and most Americans, particularly in the South are religious, so this music speaks to them. Another reason is that country artists are usually normal people who are authentic, and fame doesn't really change them a lot. So if they were just Southern religious people before having hit songs, then they still will be once they are famous, unlike artists like Katy Perry, who were raised religious but shed uh, that part of her life in her songs, artists like Carrie Underwood continue to integrate her faith into her multiple, multi, multi-platinum songs to show her fans she's still the same Oklahoma girl that won America Idol. Some country songs deal with faith directly, while others song about faith in more subtle ways. They sing about the values of Christianity, like when the band Perry sings in Better Dig 2 about a girl fully committed committing herself to her husband by saying she'll only wear white on her wedding day to him. Other artists sing about their wives of, of many years, like Brad Paisley's Then, exemplifying a healthy marriage, songs that are a far cry from other genres, which have songs about promiscuity and adultery. This way of putting religion in songs is definitely more common because sometimes audiences don't like songs with strong religious references. In which Carrie responds, if you don't like it, change the channel. So country music um, is got a lot of soul. It's got 
you know, those Christian beliefs of doing the right thing. We have choices, don't we, in this world? We have lots of choices. Um, how about, how about, have you heard the song Blake Shelton, uh, God's Country? He had no idea it would be such a hit, but he had a hunch that it might strike the right chord. I knew that there were at least some people out there that were starving for a song like that because I was one of them. He told pop culture backstage at the Country Music Awards on Wednesday. You don't hear songs that sound like that anymore. You hear them from Shelton, though, and the response has been affirming. The singer left the CMAs with an award uh, for single of the year. God's country sounds like the kind of country song that would have been released decades ago. The devil went down to Georgia, Shelton sings, but he didn't stick around. It's the kind of down-home, southern-drawing, foot-tapping hit you'd expect to see on the country charts, but it's not all pickup trucks and beer. We pray for rain and thank him when it's fallen, Shelton sings, because it brings a grain and a little bit of money. We put it back in the plate. I guess that's why they call it God's country. Wow. Those are big words. Those are amazing words. So the country world is a wonderful world, and it's one that I love to be in, and I love dancing to it. The music is wonderful to dance to. Listen, I tell you, if you're not into dancing, you think you have two left feet. I have met a lot of people that came to me saying they had two left feet, and guess what? They do have a left and they do have a right, and we need to put them in one in front of the other and walk uh, where God's planned us to walk, and some of us has decided to do that already, and some of us haven't got there yet, and I'm praying for you right now that you will receive the Lord in your timing, but in his timing, and no time better than right now, to receive him into your life, all you have to do is ask. He says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, and knock and the door shall be opened. And that is for you. And he never sleeps. So he's there. Whenever you're ready, he's ready with his arms wide open, ready to receive you like the prodigal son. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. That's the past. We remember, you know, the windshield in front of you. Let's focus on the future and right now. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week. Bye. Ah, It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters. Even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.